This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and I'm your host, Tyler. If you're ready to learn about real estate investing and you're short on time, what do you say we jump right in? Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. Ugh. But now with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with a tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. A spike in supply could tank multifamily prices this year. By Dave Meyer. Commercial real estate is facing stress from several directions. The primary stress is rising interest rates, which are putting upward pressure on cap rates, which pushes down asset values, making refinancing costs increasingly difficult and expensive to come by. But there is another risk arising, specifically to the multifamily niche of commercial real estate. Oversupply. Recent data suggests that there may be a short-term glut of multifamily units hitting the market at an inopportune time. What's happening to multifamily? 
To fully explain this issue, let's take a look back at construction trends for multifamily properties, defined as properties with five or more units, over the last several decades. After severe declines in the number of multifamily units from 2008 to 2014, multifamily construction and the total number of multifamily units have picked up considerably. Since the beginning of the COVID pandemic, the upward trend of increased multifamily building exploded even further, and as of Q4 2022, surpassed 1 million units under construction for the first time, at least according to CoStar's data. Of course, it takes several months, if not years, to build multifamily units, even in good times. But recent years have not been easy on builders, at least in terms of delivery schedules. With supply chain issues and labor constraints, construction has taken longer. This trend is resulting in a huge glut of inventory that has yet to hit the market. CoStar's forecast for delivered units shows 2023 being the highest on records, with 2024 coming down a bit, but still kind of high. I know, forecasting is difficult, we know, but forecasting construction deliveries is a bit easier than other data sets due to the fact that builders and developers need to get permits for construction, so there's solid data about projects that are planned and in the pipeline. Personally, I take this forecast from CoStar a bit more seriously than I do other forecasts. An increase in supply is not a problem if there's a proportionate demand to absorb the new units, but there isn't. Demand is falling. After a banner year for demand in 2021, net absorption, absorption minus demand, turned negative, meaning more supply is coming onto the market than there is demand. That was in 2022. In 2023, even more units are expected to come online, and demand is not expected to keep pace. Of course, some builders could cancel or pause their projects, but it is an expensive proposition that builders tend to avoid, if at all possible. What happens when supply outpaces demand? Vacancy increases. This should be a concern to anyone in the multifamily space and to any real estate investor in general. An increase in supply and a commensurate increase in vacancy can decrease income and push down rental rates. The data I'm seeing in my analysis, is regarding commercial properties, but downward pressure on rents and rising vacancy in multifamily has the potential to spill into the residential market in certain areas. Of course, this national-level data doesn't really tell the whole story, so I took a look at several individual markets to see how this is playing out on a regional level. And what I found is that certain markets are at significant risk of overbuilding. So I picked a sampling of five markets that I think are at high risk of rising vacancy and rent declines for multifamily. Santa Fe, New Mexico, Punta Gorda, Florida, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Austin, Texas. Now, these markets all have significant construction pipelines with a high number of units scheduled to hit the market relative to current supply and relative to expected demand. On the other hand, a lot of cities, which I found to be smaller cities actually, are doing relatively well still. Cities like Missoula, Montana, Athens, Georgia, Midland, Texas, Provo, Utah, and Topeka, Kansas all have solid net absorption, and their construction pipelines are very reasonable relative to current inventory levels. To me, 
these cities have a much smaller risk of vacancy and rent declines. But of course, every market is unique, and I'm just showing a few examples of markets at risk and really not at risk. But I do encourage you to do some research on your own and identify how your market is doing in terms of construction. You can find lots of good data for free on the St. Louis Federal Reserve website or just by Googling absorption data for your local area. Let's wrap things up for today real quick. Multifamily properties are seeing a supply glut hit the market in an inopportune time where rising interest rates are already putting downward pressure on prices and cash flow pressure on operators. As such, 2023 and 2024 could shape up to be difficult years in the multifamily space for current operators. The important thing to note here is that the supply glut and demand shortage will likely be short-term. Long-term building and demographic trends support strong demand for multifamily rental units well into the future, which of course bodes well for investors. For example, a real recent study shows that the U.S. needs 4.3 million more multifamily units in the coming 12 years to meet demand. Household formation is likely down right now due to short-term economic conditions. Inflation is negatively impacting renters' spending power, and economic uncertainty is stopping young Americans from forming their own households. It's unclear when this economic difficulty is going to end. But when it does and I do say when it does, demand will likely pick back up. Given this, investors could have good buying opportunities in the coming months and years. With cap rates likely to rise, prices for multifamily should go down. If NOI also drops due to oversupply issues, that will push prices down even further. This could allow investors with some dry power to get into multifamily at attractive prices. But remember, this is a risky time. Be careful not to buy just anything and to understand the market dynamics in your local area in detail. Thanks for checking out this episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. Remember, every Thursday there's a new episode of the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast. And they drop an episode each Sunday, too. Twice a week. Sheesh. Slackers. But seriously, check out Brandon and David's show. You can search for it on your podcast app or go to biggerpockets.com slash podcast. Meanwhile, I'll meet you back here tomorrow.